Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. That's this show. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names would mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, stuff. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta! He's coming! <laughs> this is the big one! Louise, I'm coming to visit you, baby. He's coming. Mm. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. Listen, all the rumors that are flying around, and you know I don't start them. I just talk about them once they're out. Have us connected to Justin Fields, and the combine is literally two days old, Mike. I'm not surprised about this, and I know all of you out there trying to decipher this video that has gone viral where there is a black man in a kitchen jumping around that has the hairdo similar to Justin Fields. (laughs) And a bit of a goat. Yeah, and people are like, is that really him? Randy just talked about it. I didn't think it was him when I first saw it. But then you're trying to decipher, Mike, what was being said as if you could slow the audio down. You ready to go home? I don't know. Or maybe he went to the mailbox and the publisher's clearinghouse told him he just won $10 million. <laughs> or I said maybe he just got a, you know, he got the upgrade to Delta Comfort. I don't know. I, I mean, I presumed it to be him because by the time it got to me on social media, he had enough, you know, forward momentum. Oh, yes. it's, it's him. It's him. It's him. So, and it was from his agent. So I don't know why his agent would randomly just have somebody jumping around in his kitchen with no shirt on. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. Take your shirt off. Let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and by the way, listen, there is nothing for sure or for certain until everything is done, right? But, the momentum, to Mike's point, it seems like this is gaining momentum. Now, it doesn't mean you don't continue to talk to everybody. And today, by the way, we found out that the Falcons are one of the teams that Caleb Williams is going to speak to. He's there at the Combine. I'm so happy about this. I mean, listen, let's not close any doors. Mike, if you have made up your mind to make a move to go get Justin Fields, so be it. But you still have to talk to these guys, man. you got to right. see what might be in their minds about your team and vice versa. And then, listen. I don't think it's out of the question that any of these teams that, that, that are talking to Caleb Williams, by the way, could make a run at him, Mike, that could move to the top of this draft if Chicago puts that thing up for sale. I think you continue, again, even if it is window dressing. We said this yesterday, guys. It's a giant poker game. And, you know, we've, look, we've seen teams blow this. We've seen teams not do their due diligence. Well, we've even seen teams not get their card up to the table in time. Remember that? Oh, there's the Vikings back in the day. So all this stuff, you, you put the work in. Talk to everybody. Keep your options open. Maybe somebody wants to come to a trade to us at 8. 
You know, and maybe there's other pieces involved, and you have some expressive interest. You may still do the quarterback, even if you are going to do a kick the tires on fields. Now, that's not likely, but why not, right? Keep your options open. Raheem Morris, by the way, yesterday was joking around. He said he's got 19 quarterback coaches. He's joking. But we do have guys in the building, and Zach Robbins, who played the position, many assistants, including T.J. Yates, who's the quarterback coach, senior offensive assistant Ken Zampezi. The name sounds familiar because they, that family's right. been around football their entire life. Son of Ernie? Correct. Right. There are a lot of people, whoever we get, hopefully we'll be able to continue the development of that quarterback. If it's Justin, great. If it's somebody else, Mike, so be it. But I think the Falcons realize we got a lot of money to spend in free agency. We can really upgrade some of these positions, and giving up a potential second-round pick, guys, is well worth going after this. This is not breaking the bank. This is not, oh, we just gave up two firsts this year and a couple next year and, you know, two more firsts in 2027. This is not going to be that. So – the value in this could ultimately be in your direction, right? It could be swayed if, if Justin, or if, if it happens, if he works out. But I think the, the, the idea that this deal is uh, too expensive or we shouldn't do it because we're giving up too much, that is not the case here. It's just a matter of if you want to do it, Mike. And I don't know if they do, but it seems like they might want to. Yeah, and I know that uh, we've been going round and round on all the options for the Falcons. And look, I, you, you and I have talked about it. You said hashtag bring him home. Bring right? him home. And my only beef is can you correct the things that need correcting? And I was you know, dialoguing with a bunch of guys today on Twitter. We don't call it X, on Twitter. And, you know, I get it. Like, the hometown connection, the athleticism. He rushed for 1,000 yards a year ago. I mean, you see the skills. Can you be the guy that, you know, look, you were on this back in 21 before we went and drafted Pitts. You know, about, and I, I fell in love with his game in the rematch against Clemson in the mm-hmm. semifinal mm-hmm. where he looked like the best quarterback, you know, in, in all of college football and he's going to be dynamic at this level. I'm just saying for some of the guys out there, we hope you don't know what Zach Robinson is. We think he's going to be the guy. I'm just being honest. I mean, you, he worked with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford came into the Rams ready to go. So I'm not doubting his skills. I'm just saying we don't know. I'm just, you know, I know the things I can control. And after wishing and wishing and wishing that Desmond Ritter was going to be a third rounder, I'm not going to sit there and tell you guys definitively that they'll be able to figure out how to fix the things that need to get fixed on Justin Fields. Now, there's a lot of quarterback action going on. For example, today the Jets have given Zach Wilson interested. Not at all. Zach Wilson of the Jets' permission, his agent, to seek a trade. This doesn't surprise me, all right? That thing ran its course. We know Aaron Rodgers will be back, Mike, and then if that thing doesn't work, they're going to draft another quarterback, and uh, they'll move on. But he's, you know, he, he has now been given permission to seek a trade. There's a lot of quarterbacks that may or may not be available, and that's what I'm getting to. Outside of the draft, situations like this. Mike, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. There's no way I'd, I'd no. even attempt to trade for him. Now, somebody will because he's young. He does have a, a really good arm. But, you know, you talk about the sample size. Look at his sample size compared to Justin's. It's not even close. Yeah, I mean, we talk about guys, you know, like Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, right now what the Steelers are going through with Pickett, that's part of the reason why I think they, they hired Arthur Smith to try to fix him. But I just think, you know, if you apply the same criteria to guys that you don't follow or not from Kennesaw to some of these other guys after three years, you'd say they're not it. So that's, that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not saying you can't fix him. I'm just saying guys are acting like this guy's all ready to rock and roll. And I'm just saying you don't feel the same way about other guys that have had three years in the league to not fix some of the things. I think the upside is still there. And, yes, we're all hoping that we can unlock it. Because if we get this right, Carl, then we're in a really good position. Yeah. Then, we can, then we can talk about the extension on the contract. If you get it wrong, well, you, it's another year you waste it. And then you're right back to square one with a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it literally is a one-year, if it, it was to happen, guys, it's Dukes and Bellas. 
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And again, we're just talking about the momentum coming out of the combine with potentially trading for Justin Fields. And uh, I want you to hear their general manager. This is Ryan Poles. He runs the Chicago Bears on wanting to do right by Justin. When he said this, Mike, by the way, yesterday, when you say you want to do right by somebody, you're not saying you want to be with them. You're saying where this goes, I want to treat them with respect and hopefully put them in a position that they can be successful. He's not saying, hey, Justin definitively is our quarterback moving in the future. I want to do right by him. Listen to Ryan Poles. Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, No one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move. Um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Now, I just want to add this because this, again, is a very unique situation for the Bears, and I hope that you understand this. This is not we can't win with Justin. This is we get a chance to reset, all right, the rookie clock on a quarterback who people believe is a dynamic game changer, and people have used the word, Mike, what, what's the word, the uh, uh, a transcendent-type mm-hmm. quarterback in Caleb Williams. So the Bears are in a very interesting situation. This isn't we can't win with Justin, but we get to reset the clock. He's cheaper, and the projections of what he can be, we got to take the chance on doing that with the number one overall pick. And I know that we've uh, we've talked about, you know, why wasn't he better in those first three years? You know, I talked about the 1,000 yards rushing. That's, you know, pure athleticism, and that's something I think we all want to see here because everybody who seems to be advancing to the conference championship of the playoffs has got that dual-threat capability, right? But can you explain why he's not throwing enough touchdowns? Is it the Bears just didn't do him favors? That You know, they brought D.J. Moore in, but that's just one dude, and everybody else, including Chase Claypool and other weapons, just aren't up to snuff. Oh, Claypool. I mean, is yeah, it, isn't I mean, he top five? I mean, he's a putz. Okay. Yeah, dude, it just needs I mean, to be said. It's nothing worse than a dude with, you know, that kind of attitude about, yeah, man, I am the man. You're not even close. The, the other thing is, you know, I've talked about completion percentage. It's not the be-all, end-all. As long as you can you generate wins, we're not going to sweat 65 or 61%. But I do think that's part and parcel of what Jack Roberts is going to have to do. He's got to be more accurate. I mean, he looked great against us. The following week didn't look good. He's been inconsistent. Can you – Can you? and again, are we a better culture? Is our We don't know this team yet. New coaches, new staff. But you hope that our culture is much, much better than what he came from in Chicago, and that's, that's if you're betting on the come that this is going to work. Well, it's a great point, Mike, because speaking of culture, I want to get to this because I thought it was really interesting what Nicole Hartman had to say about his time with the Jets because it tells you what happened at the, with the Jets when, when things went wrong. And it is about the culture that you build and the coaching staff builds. We'll talk about that as well as Wes Durham's going to join us next. He had a chance to sit down with two legends, and you're going to get a chance to see it tonight. We'll talk about it with Wes coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. More on what's coming up with the Combine and what's coming out of the Combine. I just mentioned this because Mike mentioned if the culture is better here, if we end up getting Justin Fields, he'll continue to develop. And you have to believe it will be, right? we got to keep our fingers crossed that that's the kind of culture they're going to develop. Nicole Hardman, 
dog was with the New York Jets. And before we get to our guest, I just want to tell this story because he just told it on the pivot with Ryan Clark and company. And he said, you know, he signed a one-year deal to be with the Jets. Of course, Aaron Rodgers was there. Remember, everybody was excited. Rodgers goes down. When asked about what happened, this is what Nicole Hardman said. You got a new offensive coaching staff. Remember, Nathaniel Hackett's there. Mike, not a fan, okay? Didn't do anything in Denver, and he was riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. He gets there, and Hackett, he says, the coaching staff came in, and there was no standard. Hardman says everybody was doing whatever they wanted to do. The defensive side had more stability, but on the offensive side, it was like, well, we'll just figure it out. And then he says, it's the Aaron show. Aaron gets hurt, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, well, what do we do now? That's what happened. Mike, you got to have direction and you got to have culture. And I think that's a big part of when you say, well, what happened with the Jets and why they fell apart? That's, why, that's what happened. So we'll see. Uh, more on the Falcons coming up. Let's talk with our man, Wes Durham, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons. And first and foremost, congratulations, Wes, because I think it's an honor to get a chance to sit down with two legendary coaches that you got to sit down with. Um, tonight, guys, it airs on the ACC Network. Um, it is called Rivals Reunited. And Coach K and Roy Williams sit down with our own Wes Durham. Wes, appreciate you jumping on. Talk about this experience, man. Well, it was, uh, you know, it's one of those things that kind of develops organically, Carl. And uh, next thing you know, you've got this whole deal where you're, you know, going to conduct a, an hour, hour and a half long interview with Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams. And uh, essentially it was part of the North Carolina Coaches Association Clinic. Uh, it's their 75th anniversary high school coaches from across the state of North Carolina, the executive director, Mac Morris, had arranged for Coach K and Roy to come. They asked me to come do the moderation for it. And then Mac said, hey, do you think anybody would want to televise it? <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah I, I think somebody might be interested. And so a uh, combination of ESPN, ACC Network, people at Raycom in Charlotte, we had a great crew. And, you know, it was fun to do and obviously a career thrill in many ways. And Hopefully people tonight after Louisville and Duke play on ACC Network, they'll get a chance to see it uh, when it premieres. What's their, I don't want to sp- obviously spell the secret sauce, West, but what are these legends take on where college basketball and college sports is now? That's at the end of the show, Mike. I'll make you wait all the, I'll make you wait the whole <laughs> damn hour for it. Right. Um, in short, they're concerned. I, I think they all are. I think, you know, and I've done a lot of games this year with Jim Beheim. He's concerned. Mm. I haven't talked to a coach either recently retired Mike or currently coaching that's not concerned with college basketball. Hmm. Because remember, before we ever got into the NIL and the portal, basketball was being subjected to things that football didn't really have to deal with, right? Like, you know, the shoe stuff and all the stuff that was going on there with the camps and AAU and everything else, right? So in reality, those type things were, were already kind of in the periphery of what college basketball was going through. And and now, you know, you had all the other elements that college athletics is having to deal with to what was already, you know, maybe a weakened structure in basketball. And it's it's a whole different deal. I, I think if you're a college basketball fan now, no matter what school you pull for and what league, you've probably got to get used to having a brand new roster every year. You know, four year guys who, you know, leave with a banner in the in the building is uh, is probably subject to change now on a regular basis. Yes, we will ask Wes, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons, what he thinks about how this offseason may play out. <laughs> but we're talking about something you're going to get a chance to see tonight if you want to check it out. It's really cool on the ACC Network. Again, rivals reunited, Coach K, Roy Williams. Roy was always charismatic, right? I mean, what is he like now at this age? I mean, he stepped away. 
I think both yeah. of these guys understand, hey, there's more to life. We did this. We did it. We did it, yeah. you know, big. But we want to mm-hmm. enjoy the rest of our lives. But what is he like now in Roy? Because he's always been fun. Yeah, he's he's pretty relaxed, and, and he'll talk about it a little bit tonight in the special. The uh, the final edited version has him, you know, I asked him and Mike both about, you know, okay, you sat there on the bench in the building. Now you go back in the building as a spectator. And Roy goes to almost every home game in Chapel Hill. Uh, Mike and Mickey have only been to a couple games at Cameron. I know they were at uh, the Notre Dame game a year ago. They were at LaSalle this year because of Mike's friendship with Fran Dunphy. And, I don't know that he'll he'll see another game in that building this year. But nonetheless, I think they in all honesty, I think they're having a hard time, Carl. I yeah. think it's I think it's tough. And you know, if you've coached at a place like forty years like Coach K and now all of a sudden you're trying to do that, I think it's probably a little more difficult than the average guy would think. Uh, I know Coach Bayheim told me he's been to the carrier dome twice and he said that'll be it for a while. He said, I can't I can't go sit in that building like I thought I could. He goes, I, I don't enjoy it. So I think it's a harder transition than people realize, to be honest with you. So, again, guys, that's tonight, Wes, after Louisville and Duke? Yep. yep. Right. By 9 o'clock. You know, college basketball is a two-hour, five, right. ten-minute deal. So, you know, maybe 9, 10, 9, 12. We'll see how it goes. Pretty sweet. Wes sitting down with dudes who've got over 2,100 wins between them. Man, that's awesome. Hey, let's uh, segue to some Falcons. What do you think about the rumors, and do you like it? A lot of rumors. Man, holy cow, it's like the Hollywood Reporter for us, isn't it? Um yep. I, you know, I, I, I got a lot of faith in Terry and these guys. I think we got to play a little bit of a long game here. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if it's free agency or the other way, to be honest with you, Mike and Carl. I look, I think you've got you've got attractive candidates that are going to be free agent quarterbacks. You've certainly got draft capital to move if you want to try and get somebody from another team in a trade situation. I also think you've got enough draft capital without you know, staking too much of your inventory to make a move from where you are right now. You just got to find the right team and you kind of got to make the move maybe on draft night, if you're going to do it, because I think if you're, you got to make sure the guy you really want is going to be there. Cause I don't know that it makes sense to go all the way to one. Maybe it does. I mean, I'd have to know what Terry and, and Raheem are thinking long-term. But I wouldn't be surprised either way. And I'm not, you know, Justin Fields, I have no issue with, okay? Um, I I think there is some part of the Bears organization that wants to keep him based on reading some of the stuff up there. Um, I saw the reaction of the fan base when we were there, you know, and they wanted him in Chicago that day. Now, maybe that was just playing the Falcons or or how does that work? But, you know, I, I don't mind any of the guys that I see in the first three, Williams, Daniels, May, I think all those guys would work here in Atlanta as well. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see what they do, to be honest with you. It's an exciting time. Mike, I'll take it all the way back to when uh, they started making these moves in 08, right, when they added Michael Turner in free agency and they brought Ryan here with the third pick. I I equate it to, God, that seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? Um, But it it feels a lot like that again for some reason for me. You saw Drake May. You called a couple of those games. You I caught like, a lot of those games, you, yeah. You liked what you saw because I'm hearing yes. great comps yes. with this kid. I don't know if he's being, like, uh, misjudged because maybe people hadn't paid as much attention as they did to Caleb Williams, but I'm hearing right. a lot of positive things from scout friends of mine in the league. Like, guy's really good. He's got great arm talent. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I don't know Merrill Hodge very well at all, but I have no idea what he's talking about hmm. when he says he's not athletic. I mean, that's that's his 
bad a miss as I've heard from an analytical standpoint about Drake May. He's a terrific athlete. Uh, he can make all the throws, Carl. He is a he would be a great face of the franchise. He is an incredibly humble kid. Uh, he's got all the talent that you want. Um, had he gone out of Myers Park High School in Charlotte and stayed with his commitment at Alabama mm. and not kind of followed the family legacy to Carolina, huh. I think he would have been a major star on the collegiate landscape. But because he followed his parents' love for Carolina and his brother's love for Carolina is really his family's love for Chapel Hill, he went to school there and he set all kinds of records and he had a great two-year career after a redshirt season. And I think he – I don't believe that the Mitch Trubisky comp is fair to him. It was a totally different organization, totally different coaching administration. I think Drake May is going to be a star in the league wherever he goes. Um, huh. If he doesn't go to Atlanta, I just hope he doesn't go someplace we have to see him play. <laughs> That's all. Hey, while we got you, Wes, where do you fall on J.J. McCarthy? I know some guys love his athleticism, but I just felt like maybe so – sometimes it was, he was conspicuously absent in the throwing game. Well, I don't know that their offense was geared, Mike, um, to throw it a ton. I, I think they were really, really committed to kind of what Blake Corum could do in the run game. I mean, you think about who they are. Defensively, they've made a lot of names for themselves, right? I mean, uh, I really liked who they were defensively at times. And now I, I think they were geared to run the ball, though. But I think he's also a guy who's gone through a little bit of a player development phase, right? And maybe he's a guy whose best football is ahead of him, you know, wasn't that long ago that a quarterback out of Michigan came out fairly nondescript, was taken in the sixth round, right, at 199, and managed somehow to scramble a career together. So I think McCarthy is an interesting guy. I would like to do more kind of a deep dive of what systems-wise he was asked to do in the throw game because I do believe, to, to your point, he's got enough athleticism to do it. Wes, congratulations again. Really cool thing. Nice. Coach K, Roy Williams, right ACC on. Network tonight. Historic sit-down with guys that have over 2,000 wins, eight national titles between them. Uh, rivals reunited. Check it out, 9 Eastern on the ACC Network, and you'll see our man Wes Durham uh, emceeing that thing and, and narrating it. Not narrating, but uh, sitting down with the coaches and talking with them. Thanks again, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Take care. Be All well, right. okay? You too. Cool. You bet. All right, man. Lots more on the Falcons, guys, as we discuss – Everything is coming out of the combine. But when we come back, they've won two in a row. And they've looked good doing it. Oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. I know it's spring training. But I want to beat the Phillies every time we play them. Heck, yeah. Braves right now down in the bottom of the 6-5-4 to the Phillies. A.J. Smith-Sharver, Mike. Three earned runs, four hits, three strikeouts. Two of those, uh, four of those hits, he had four hits given up. Two of them were home runs. Uh, not a great, great outing here for Smith Sharver. Um, but the good news is, Money Harris went deep today, but the Braves uh, down five four again. Great fruit league play. So um, we'll see, you know. But but anytime I see the Phillies, I'm like, I just want to, I want to beat them. <laughs> I, know, I know that it is spring training, but we've seen teams, you know, get after it sometimes if there's a nasty rivalry. Sure. I don't. Rem- I remember in '87, uh, the Red Sox were throwing at Dale Strawberry for taking his time getting around the base pads in Game Seven of the World Series. That's so right. Sometimes it, it does it carry it, over. It, it, I don't know if that does in 2024. Everyone's so friendly. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't seem to get hurt, but yeah, I'm with you. Maybe things need, we set the tone up in uh, Philly to start the season. That's all I'm saying, man. I mean, like, we're here. We're not right. going anywhere. Right. 
But uh, that's today. Uh, that's with the Braves. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Um, you guys can hit us up. Follow Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, the radio shows, Dukes and Bell. And, of course, follow the radio station at 92.9 The Game. Uh, we started the show talking about the rumors coming out of the combine with Justin Fields being linked to us. And, again, it's just heating up. I'd love to sit here and tell you this is what we know definitively. Can't say that right now, all right? Not ready to go Nostradukas on you. But <laughs> soon enough, if and when it's time, we definitely will. But I think right now, Mike, to find out the Falcons not only are talking to Caleb Williams, who's there today, he's talked to multiple teams, by the way. Even though the Bears have the number one pick, everybody wants to see right. what the young man's about. And so they get a chance to interview him and talk to him. But they also talked to a couple of edge rushers today, Mike. And that got me excited when I saw that the Falcons talked to a couple of edge rushers we've been talking about. That's the one thing. If, you know, the, the Cousins thing just seems so cost prohibitive. I know the, the Russell Wilson thing has been polarizing and to, to a lesser extent. I think, you know, it's about 51, 52 percent yay nay here when it comes to fields. But if you can unlock all the potential of fields, then you can do whatever you want at that. Now, again, I'm still I don't want to see them. I know there's some tremendous wide receiver talent in this first round. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You cannot. We cannot continue to pay lip service to the defense on this team. Don't do it. You've got to find that trend. Now, it's up to the Falcons. It's up to Fontenot and Raheem Morris to say, is it Dallas Turner? Is it Jared Verse? Because those are the, right now, until we see them in the combine later this weekend, those are the two guys projected there between you know eight to ten. And they spoke to both of them today. So that is the good news because, again, that means they want to see what both of these guys are like. They both were very productive in, in college, but – yeah, man, what, what guy fits better, right? That's right. kind of what they're looking at. And maybe Jimmy Lake is like, hey, I like this guy over that guy. We're going to see. But that is what they're doing up in Indy. Big O's behind the glass. Our engineer and Big uh, Turtle, of course, is our executive producer. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. In the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Mike, they've won two in a row. Right. It's look good. What are you insinuating, sir? What I'm are, saying. What are you saying? They're playing defense. Who's Mike. they? Who is they? I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks. You mean the Trey Less Hawks? The Atlanta Hawks. They're playing defense, Mike. We play defense. I mean, they're getting stopped. Did they actually hold an opponent to under 100 points last night? Two games in a row, Mike. Without Trey? We play defense. I mean, it looks good. And if you don't believe me, listen to Coach Quinn. This is Quinn Snyder talking about defense. We, when we got set, I, I thought, you know, we did a, a, a better job staying in front of the ball. And, um, hmm. you know, our, our bigs came over and, you know, contested shots and uh, able to rebound. So it's you know, playing through a whole possession. And uh, so I think we're helping each other more. Fascinating. 124-97, they beat the Utah Jazz. They're helping each other more, Carl. They they are. DeJounte said they were playing basketball the right way okay. after their win the other night. He said he plays the right way. He didn't say we are know, playing the like, right that's way. That's the way I read it. He said More he fluidity, plays. more cohesion. Hawks beat down John Collins. By the way, terrible return for J.C. Johnny went for five. Yeah. Now, I, th- I thought he was trying to do too much last night. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's talk about our Hawks because Jalen Johnson, more J.J., 22 points. Bogdanovich, 19. Murray, 17. But wait, wait for it. Where has this been, DeAndre Hunter? Right. I've been asking you for three years to do this on a nightly basis. Where <laughs> has this been? By the way, Raj works out of my gym in Tyrone. In Tyrone. Yeah, I know what he said to me today. He goes, yo, man, I think you guys lit a fire on a DeAndre Hunter. 
I didn't work on anything. So that was the Andre at Media Day over at the Embry at training facility saying he didn't work on anything, whether he's being tongue-in-cheek. We have been mercilessly killing this player for the last three seasons. So if he is listening, and again, Carl said it to me years ago. Now I believe it. They all listen. They listen. If we've been in any way able to contribute to this man actually doing his job, then we will take the thanks. I'd like to think that he's 100%. He's 100% healthy, healthy for the first time in a long time. 20 points last night. It's not just that. He looked good Sunday against Orlando, right, and their win there. If Mike, here's what I'm telling you. If D. Hunter can do this, they can withstand this tray injury right. because you're getting production from some guys that you normally hadn't gotten it from, and then you're going to get some help from some of the young guys. I mean, Kobe Bufkin had seven points. Uh, Bruno, eight points last night. You can withstand this this four weeks potentially and still be in the hunt. They're, they're not going to be out of the playoffs if they play this way. So right. good news is they played defense, and this is what, what Coach Quinn, Quinn uh, Snyder, said about playing the Jalen Johnson strengths. Listen to this. I felt like in the first half we weren't as comfortable offensively, um, although there was a couple possessions when we used him in screen and roll, and he, he can pop or he can roll. Um, you know, so he, there's some versatility there. We've got to get more comfortable you know, with, with him in that, in that role. And if you can pop block and roll, then you really got something. Uh, double double last night, twenty two and thirteen. Stop popping lock it, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, man. Yeah. We love Jalen Johnson's game, man. That's it's interesting. So yeah, it's two wins now. In oh, a row. thank you. I'm sorry, Turtle. Pop lock and drop. Yeah. Thank you. I got that backwards. Yes. Bogey, by the way, starting. So is DeAndre just more comfortable coming off the bench? Uh, minutes are up. To, it's about twenty eight. It's about the, about the same. Um, is he just better off the bench? I think so. But if he keeps this up, you got to start him. Well, and you bring Bogey off the bench, right? Yeah, listen, I, I think he's been good off the bench. He's been a spark. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Hawks hit the road. They'll play Brooklyn on Ooh. Thursday night. Then they play them again on Saturday. And then Mike gets the Knicks. Right. 23, 21, 22, 18, 20. The last five games for DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, he's playing well, man. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, l- let's talk about what Terry Fontenot had to say up at the Combine about the quarterback situation. He understands it's number one. We know quarterback is a priority, but again, we have for agency, we have possible trades, and we have the draft, and we have to really assess every area and look at what's going to make the most sense for this team. We're here, we're going to be aggressive, and we're going to figure that out. We're here, we're going to be aggressive, and we're going to figure it out. <laughs> no. We're here, and by God, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> We're not going anywhere until, <laughs> until we, we figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> so, well, I mean, technically there is a job to do, and the job is figuring it out. So he's not lying. I mean, it's, it's very Dan – you know, there is going to be a lot with Raheem that is Dan Quinn-esque. I just – I'm preparing the audience. Just be prepared. There will be some – not toxic positivity, but there will be some positivity. Now, speaking of, of figuring it out, what, what have you figured out about Justin Fields? What have you figured out? All right. Out? And now, again, guys, I said this because you, you've been on Fields from 21. Bring him home. And if uh, – you know, I'm just saying – first off, I played devil's advocate the first two weeks of this conversation. And then last week, I finally asked guys, I said, well, what do you want to do, Mike? And I snapped. I said, I don't want him. <laughs> and I said, that's it. I don't want Fields. And now, look, if the reality is coming down the tracks and it's going to be Fields, then I said, we'll get behind it and hopefully they unlock Guys, who, all his potential. Yes, but whoever it is, Mike, we said yeah. this with the coach. Right. Okay, we we didn't know the Belichick. We didn't care. Right. We said whoever it is, we got to get behind it. Same thing with the quarterback. Right. So if it is Fields, and I understand why guys dig Fields, and I I see what you see. You see potential, and you see him look great in one game, and then looks actually he can look great in one series, and then not look so great the next. 
In 22, Marcus Mariota threw 15 touchdowns and nine interceptions, rushed for 2,200 yards and four rushing touchdowns. This last season, Fields rushed for four touchdowns, all 350 more yards because he's more athletic than Mariota at this stage of his career. But he also threw for 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions. How dare you? So basically, Fields is the same statistically with a few more yards rushing and a few more yards passing. Don't you go there. Marcus Omarita. Don't you go there. And the guy says, well, yeah, but Mariota's in the league eight years. I said, you're missing my point. I'm comparing Fields' numbers to a bum. So that's where – guys – if you apply the same things that you apply to Mitch Trubisky and Pickett and anybody and Mac Jones, anybody else who's not doing the job, and Zach Wilson, and you apply it to here, I mean, it's the same thing. It's guys in the three years have not established themselves as the man. Hopefully that changes. But I'm just giving you the numbers. Here's what I know. Justin Fields has never had a grenade talk. <laughs> I've never seen that man toss a football like a grenade. Here's what I know. Okay? Rolling on the ground. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yes. And we were there. Mike and I were like, Carolina fans were like, we're sorry, y'all. We, we don't even know what that was. Yeah, we're mean, like, well, I don't even know how you guys are dealing with this right now. I mean, when fans turn around and look at you, I've, I've seen, like, there's two things in my Falcons life. Byron Leftwich hitting the hot dog bender with a football trying to get rid of the ball in the red zone in, in, in Nashville in 2007. And that, yes, two days it will live in infamy for Falcon fans. <laughs> it don't, we'll never go anywhere. Everybody in the stands was like, what was yeah. that? Guys, it's on Netflix permanently now. What is now. he doing right now? Like, oh. what, what was that? So, all right, I hear you. I, I hear you. Um, and, again, the rumors are coming out, and we'll see where it goes. Let me hear Matt Eberflus. This is the head coach of the Bears talking about a lot of things surrounding Fields or their new quarterback. We know quarterback is a priority, but – No, that's again, Terry we- Font. No, I want to hear Matt Eberflus, please. Justin's the quarterback or a new quarterback's in there. There's a, there's a lot of things that are around him. And what's cool about it is we get to add some more pieces in free agency coming up uh, here in the, in, the, in the short term, too. Yeah, see, mm. Justin's in there or a new quarterback. Eberflus is being very careful. I mean, you said he yesterday, right. polls speaking out of both sides of his mouth. You yeah. know, they're we, being very careful about this. We want to be fair. We're going to be measured. But we want to be uh, obviously opportunistic, and uh, we want to uh, expedite the process. <laughs> so, everybody, you're right. It is what it is. It's it's poker. It's a high-stakes poker. Thank you, Orrin. Mm-hmm. Let's go! This hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. Guy just hit me up and said, obviously, Dukes, you ain't been to a strip club in a while. <laughs> yes, I, I have not. Um, is that a compliment or an insult? Well, he was saying I got it backwards with the whole pop, lock, lock, and pop, pop, and lock it. Y'all know what I meant. Mm-hmm. Coming up, NFL Blitz is on the way. It's Dukes and Bell.